0: Hi there, it's Adrian. Last night I had the most amazing conversation with a very clever man called Tom Barnett who lives in Australia. Now, I first came across Tom's work back in April of 2020 when all of the current events really started to kick into gear and the video was about viral detoxification and it certainly clarified my thinking and confirmed my suspicions as to what really was going on. Um, If you haven't seen any of Tom's work, I would encourage you to go and have a look at his channel. He does some really excellent interviews, a lot of live streams, and he's got a very interesting and unusual viewpoint that I would concur with on many subjects. Now, the purpose of the call last night was to discuss the idea that self-reliance is so very important, but it became very clear early in the conversation that we were going to cover many more subjects, and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I will be exporting the audio of the video as a podcast and I'll put a link in the description where you can download that from my website and on the subject of podcasts I am planning on doing more of those moving forwards so I'll be setting all of that up. I still have some more studying to do, uh, a little bit more uh, equipment I want uh, and we should be ready to go very shortly. So with that in mind and without further ado I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did and I will be having Tom back again so we're going to have a discussion About health, and I suspect there's a few other subjects we'll get into discussions about in the future as well. So, you guys are amazing. Look out yourselves, and I will see you in the next video. Take care. Bye bye. One of the big challenges is, Tom, is that people don't realize how much we're getting sucked into the machine world. And I I am so aware of that. I can't stand all the computer stuff, and yet I spend a lot of time every day around it just to try and communicate with people. But when all this is said and done, it's finished. I can't wait to turn it all off and get back outside again.
1: Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I yeah, can tell that. I just, um, I just cracked my phone. It's got a, it's got this crack in it. Now everything above this line, I can't, I can't post anything on, uh-huh. uh, like, or email off this phone. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, I'm gonna have to get that repaired or get another one. And now I was just thinking, yeah, but do I? Because the whole time I've been just waiting to get rid of my phone, and now it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to. But. Um, yeah, it's just with the live streaming and stuff, it's difficult because I've got a like part, a lot of what I'm doing now it's just turned into people want the live streams. So it's it's and I'm only really doing what I'm doing because people want it. It seems people don't want to hear from me anymore. I'll just be off in the bushes <laughs> yeah care.
0: Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's but yeah, if we um I suppose really one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was everyone's got this this obsession with these devices that we were just talking about and they seem to think that that's the real world and it's not it's got nothing to do with the real world it's it's the machine world it's it's all it's places we shouldn't even be near because there's nothing there for
1: us no no it's complete fiction yeah it's well there's a couple of things one is that uh well from like a i was used to be involved a lot in holistic coaching which i still am now but i was involved a lot in the physical training side and the nutrition side and mm-hmm. that was when i was around the gold coast and there's a lot of people on their instagram and all that sort of thing and the amount of people who think that what is on these pictures in their feeds is what their life is like it's crazy because i know the people yeah. i've consulted for the people who are the influencers and their life is absolutely nothing like what they're uh, portraying on the yeah. on their media yeah. Uh, to the point where they're really unhappy, they're depressed, they're weak, they're les- they're lethargic. They're, um, there's a lot going on that just, but they put on for those 30 seconds that they're doing some photos with this bright, happy look and the mm-hmm. hashtags they put and all that sort of stuff. And it's just really not it. But like we were saying earlier, um, there's all of the people that have ever come up to me, which is a lot, hundreds and hundreds, even just in this area alone that said, mm-hmm. thanks for making the videos and all that sort of stuff. And the amount of people, I think, online that were giving a lot of hate, like you said, you've had death threats and things, absolutely 0% in the real world yep. uh, have given even a look, even yep. a disapproving look. You know, you can feel when somebody doesn't like you, and, and yep. I've never even got that. Yeah, so the online world is absolutely a fake world. It's got nothing to do with reality.
0: You're 100% right. I've never had any trouble face to face. mm. You know, and that, but that, that that's what this whole thing is. And I think one of the other, one of the other real big issues, Tom, is that you talk about self-responsibility and I I spend a lot of time talking to people about health and stuff and all the time I'm saying to them, look, stop looking to me for the answers. You've got to look for your own answers. I can point you in certain directions, but you have to take responsibility. One of the biggest problems we're all suffering from is because everyone wants someone out there to fix their life for them. And that's never, ever going to happen.
1: Yeah absolutely yeah well it's funny (laughs) i had the discussion with somebody the other day actually because they wanted me to get involved with something they were doing and i'm just and it just didn't really resonate with me and and they were really upset as to why i wouldn't do it and i was i was just saying look the answer isn't on somebody's podcast you can't just sign up to something and pay money and then you Mm -hmm. get something that is the work that you've got to do it only comes by doing that work you know Mm -hmm. individually and uh it's so common it's it's so common but the funny thing is too is the um i don't know i just think you and i were lucky to grow up without technology mm-hmm. well i mean obviously we had some technology we had fridges and radios and things like that but we didn't have this we didn't have the internet and the phones and things and it's mm-hmm. just i just yeah i wonder what it's like for people who've who don't know that well i, don't I think know that.
0: i think that's a big problem because i got my first phone when i was 25 yeah, me too. Yeah, and I got my uh, the first computer, which was what was it now? I got a Sinclair Spectrum, which I learned to program on when I must have been, I don't know, eighteen, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And and that that whole world is so much more interesting. And someone was laughing at me because I, I, I write software code as well, which I don't like doing. Oh, yeah. And and um, yeah, I design database platforms for people, but most of my work I do on pieces of paper. I have loads and loads of coloured crayons, bits of paper. Mm-hmm. And it's that interaction with, with the paper is much more preferable because you get to work much more in here. You know, yeah. it's it's all too instant. It's too quick. And people believe what they're seeing on the screen. Again, it's all it's all this responsibility. I was talking to someone earlier on and, it, well, what pill can I take? And I said, what do you mean? What pill can you take? There's no pill for what you've got. You've got to sort your head and your heart out first and look inside you for your answers because that's where they are. They're not out here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm the same. I, I write everything in a diary, handwritten. I don't use yeah. any programs on the computer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I use this computer for this. Like you said, it's about, it's a medium by which we can, uh, I don't know, reach people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if we're not needed, then it's, we're not needed. It's just at the moment, it seems like we're needed. And so this is what we're doing. But you know, yeah. this computer that I'm using, I got when I was 38, two years ago, Was my first computer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just little things like this. It's just, i I'm happy to use it while it's here, but I definitely don't have a reliance on it or uh, mm-hmm. an attachment to it anyway whatsoever. Yeah. More to the point, I've actually got quite a strong urge to just leave it all behind and go back to you know just living naturally, which a lot of people are doing now, and I think it's yeah. really,
0: yeah.
1: really good. But even those people, even people that are saying, "Hey, let's get like a farm and do this and do that," they're going, "But can we get Wi-Fi out there?" And I'm just thinking, <laughs> well, why do you want? Why do you want to bring this part of the world that's, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's a it's a relatively I get the question because in this day and age I think the way the economy runs it's it's almost like if you don't have an email account or a whatever it'd be pretty difficult to engage in in commerce the way it currently runs. So oh, yeah. I get that question. You know, it's not like, but you know, at the end of the day, I think what resonates most is not having that sort of stuff around and getting completely back to traditional values and using our hands properly using our minds and like you said our hearts properly mm-hmm. and that gives so much more fulfillment even if it was just one day of your life you'd live a, a more full day of life in that one day than you would in like 10 years of internetting people and false communication and mm-hmm. illusions and all that the, this digital getting sucked into the machine world you're not not actually alive while you're doing it you're not no. living it's that matrix analogy
0: now, it, it, you're absolutely right. It's a very strange thing. I joined a, a community garden back in the summer because I decided I needed to learn how to grow food because i would never done that. I'd looked at it and I was interested in it because, you know, I, 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 I'm careful about what I eat, especially with all the health problems I had when I was younger. And that that time I get up at the garden working because they were laughing when I first went. And I said, right, what do I do? And they said, well, you need to go and pick those potatoes. I said, fine. They said, get some tools. And I went, I've got tools. and. And I dug everything out with my hands and it was, it was a long, hard day. I was digging stuff for probably six, seven hours. And it was one of the most pleasurable days I've ever had in such a long time. I'm always out barefoot in the summer. I'm always connected to the earth. I love being outside and I don't like being inside at all, but that yeah. really deep connection with, with, with the plants and just talking to them, which they were all laughing. said, what are you doing? I said, I'm explaining why I'm going to take them, And I they're going to be part of my energy system and just to tell them I'm grateful for that. And they thought that was really strange. And I said, there's nothing strange about it because that's what I feel like doing with the stuff. And that Mm. food that I was eating there was the very best food I've ever had in years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And partly it's because it's natural and it has a lot more in it. But partly it's because of the connection that you have to it. Yes. And that's what we're missing a lot. That's where this whole illusion of convenience is our downfall because, yep. you know, the uh, it's that takes work and it takes effort, but it's rewarding, but it doesn't seem rewarding until you do it. And it mm-hmm. seems a lot more rewarding to just call like a delivery Uber Eats or get a microwave and just get frozen stuff and whack it in the microwave because you don't have to spend the time getting into the the food you can yeah. do other things like watch tv or go on facebook or something and eat so it's like that seems better to most people yeah but that's the illusion of convenience it actually detracts on every level there is not one level on any energetic level that is actually bringing the body of the systems up it's it's actually depleting it on every single level as opposed to the work that you were just talking about you put in is the complete opposite. It detracts on no levels and it builds every single subtle level that you can possibly tap into. So um, that's the illusion. And that's the choice though that we have. That's the beauty of it is that we always have that choice. We are always, do we want to take responsibility and go in the direction of fulfillment or do we want to choose, uh, you know, your... uh, the, the opposite. It's just that convenience and the uh, the illusion. We always get to choose, and I think that's the beauty because we're never forced. Nobody's saying you have to use a microwave. You're not allowed in the garden.
0: Oh, you're right. You yeah, <laughs> so can't use my microwave. When I moved down here with my girlfriend, um, she lived down here, and the first thing I did when I walked in and saw it in the other room was I went and cut the plug off it. And she <laughs> yeah. said, what have you done? I said, the only thing that's going to be used for is the cat to jump on so we can get on the boiler and keep warm. That's not going to be used for cooking, not while I'm here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I haven't even seen one for, a, I don't remember the last one. Sorry, I haven't seen a TV or a microwave for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're um, but I think you're absolutely right. It, it is, It's about, we've been sold into this myth of convenience and it's not convenient, it's incredibly inconvenient when you actually look at it because it just swallows so much time. I mean, the amount of time it takes to go down to the store and go through all the shenanigans and explain to people why I'm not wearing a mask, although that doesn't really happen very often anymore because I went and saw the manager said, look, you need to get something. I'm not going to do this because of this, and I don't want to be asked about it. And that was the end of it. And actually, since then, everyone's been fine. Um, no, good. Well, yeah, but we have to, because they're all being sucked into these crazy lies, and they won't stand up for themselves, and they think they're going to get out of jail by doing and going along with it. All they're doing is getting sucked further into it, but that's oh, yeah. that's, that's their choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're afraid of losing their, their livelihood in in some degree, but it's also, uh, laws are the same in your countries. It is here that a business has no place or any responsibility to enforce any of that stuff. That's not their job. Their job is to be a business. They actually can't, it's actually, you can, in our country, they can be fined $5,000 if they try to enforce a QR code scanning or wearing of a mask or using hand sanitizer. So, and a lot of people don't know that. So, um, that's
0: interesting I, I went to a dentist the other day and they um because i needed to have a tooth extracted um they offered me a a root canal i've had them before and i now have a deep inner feeling about what that does to your system and you, you, yes. the energy in your body they're terrible things yeah um and the first thing was about the mask and i said well i can't safely wear one so i'm not about to wear one for you and they said well you got to wash your hands with that and i went well do you have a material safety data sheet and the list of the ingredients in that please so i can have a check and see what i might be allergic to no well i can't use it then then they pulled the yeah. temperature gun out. It was like, you know, that shouldn't be pointed at my head. If you really want to do it, point it at the wrist. But could you explain to me what it actually does and what it means when you get a number off it, please? Blank look. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but they're so used to people comply with it. And they said, well, you can't come in. I said, well, I'm going to come in and see the dentist because yeah. I booked to do that. I said, if you want, I'll stand on the naughty step outside and I'll wait, but you will let me in. And they said, all right, fine. So I had to stand outside in the cold. It was hysterical. But we got service. So
1: that was fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love hearing when people do that because it's for exactly that reason. You act, instead of just going blindly with this narrative, yeah. it's just asking a couple of questions and people are stumped. It's the same with when people, you know, you shared videos and things too, you made videos. And it's just like, people just say, Oh, you're irresponsible. You're anti-science, you're anti-this. <laughs> and it's like, well, wait, well tell me what science is then what's the yeah. definition. What does it mean? And they just, yep. yep. And then, it's like, why are you speaking when you don't even know what you're talking about? And that I, I love what you did because it made them stop and think. They're like, yeah. well, what does this temperature gun do? Or what does it mean? Yeah. What is in this? And it's only such a rare person that stands up and says, I know that's fine, but just tell me what's in it first. Yeah. I need to know, like, where's the disclosure? Where's the, you know, where's uh, or yeah. where's an escape clause in an agreement, for example, which nobody thinks to ask. Yeah. And these things are there. And if they're not there, you don't have to go into it. It's yeah. you don't have to wear a mask, you don't have to sanitize your hands, you don't have to get a vaccine, you don't have to do any of these things. Yeah. When you say it's fine, but just answer this question first. And they can't because no one's used to that. No one's <laughs> no one's used to anybody just saying, but why?
0: Yeah. No, you're right. I would I was in the uh, the post office earlier on posting off my final notice to Mark Drakeford, our esteemed idiot that runs Wales or thinks he's running Wales, and he really couldn't even run his own household um and it was the the final notice about rejecting his offer of lockdown Mm. and so I went down to the post office and I'm the only one in the post office no mask on to the woman said oh you've written to him again what's he done wrong this time and I was explaining it to her and she said well you know I've had COVID I said have you are you sure about that and she said yeah I said how do you know and she said well they gave me one of the nasal swabs and I went you were part of that testing thing weren't you? you were getting paid money for that and she went yeah I said you know if there was anything on that that may have made you sick and she went what why would they do that and I said well How do you know you had COVID? Well, they told me. And I said, I could tell you you've got spots on your face. You will not know any different unless you have a look. How do you know what actually went on? I'm not denying you were sick with something and you had some toxin that you were expressing. But how do you know you were actually sick with that? Well, the hospitals are full. I went, are they? Have you been there and looked? And she went, no, I've seen it on the news. I said, well, then you've got no evidence whatsoever. And she just yeah. but I love it when people like they blank at that point because they've gone inside to process. And what you've done is you've thrown an idea in their brain, shut the door and walked off and they'll deal with it themselves.
1: Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, it's never up to us to really yep. change their mind. It's just to offer It's just here's a light bulb. And if it goes on, it goes on. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's yep. all we can ever do. But you see it, don't you? You see it in some people where yep. they just go, oh, and they have that <laughs> introspective moment. And you yep. just I know I reached you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, no,
0: it's and it's so vital. I was talking to someone earlier on about that, and I said, look, you don't have to wrestle people to the ground to get them to get it. All you have to do, beliefs are like tabletops, and they've got reference legs that support the belief. All you got to do is kick a leg hard enough, the table wobbles. They'll be looking at the table going, what's going on here? You've done it. Walk away. Leave them to it. They'll figure out what they need to figure out. They may never get there. They may, but at least you've made a difference in that moment. And stop trying so hard. Just go and enjoy, play with people, relax. They're confused. Help them
1: yeah that's right yeah because it's also, it's almost like the more forceful you are or the more sure you are the the more it's like an it's like oh i don't wanna if yeah. you're relaxed and you' and you're happy and that's it that the energy you know so I've spoken about this a lot but it's they should see something in you. Yep. that they're inspired by, not the yep. words. Nobody cares really about the words. It's like, why is Adrian just such a relaxed, cool guy? Like, he's not worried. Why? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, my state changes because I'm like, yep. I'm all starting to freak out. And it's like, well, this guy's cool and calm and he's happy. Like, hang yep. on, he's not worried. So now all of a sudden, I'm a little less worried. Yep. Yep. And then then the words have more of an effect as well. But it's really that state. And when you can carry that around, uh, you know, that's the thing is when people want so much to get out what they think everyone else should know then already they're on the wrong path because that's like coming you're just projecting onto them it's not coming from a place of actual being or knowing it's just coming from i think this i think you should know it you have to know it and that's the end of the story and that doesn't go well that doesn't have a nice flow on effect whereas if you just are very calm and and assured in your being it, it'll be drawn out of you because people will actually ask or at least they won't get their back up. There will be a neutral yeah. encounter. Yeah. And same thing when people want to speak, it's like, oh, I want to talk, let me talk, let me be the one that does the speech. It's like those people probably shouldn't be speaking. Mm-hmm. It should be They should be asked to speak. It's like, I know Adrian's solid. You know, like, Adrian, can you please speak to the group? That's the kind of, that's the way it, it really goes because I've seen so many times the people that want to speak, they just generally shouldn't.
0: No, you're right. Yeah, I have. Um, years ago, I bought a talking stick. You've seen them? Mm. Yeah. So it's like I mean, for those of you that, that don't know, it's like it almost looks like a dream catcher, and it's like a little stick. And the principle behind it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, was that the in in the American Indians they would hand that around, and whoever had the stick got to talk, which yeah. meant that the ones that were always very vocal and loud and tended to overtalk everyone. They couldn't overpower the ones that also had a voice that were quite quiet and timid and didn't want any confrontation. So everyone got to be heard. And I had that hanging from the mirror in the car just to constantly remind myself to allow those with a meek voice to speak and also to remind me not to get over-talked by the guys that want to go rah, rah, rah. Let them say their piece, certainly. But then I have a right to speak as well so that all the opinions are out there and they can create their own balance and harmony out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And because even if you're talking complete sense, and you, you know, it's complete sense because you've you've grown through the different levels. Mm. It's never going to be heard by everybody because people can't actually, they're just, they're not at a stage where they can actually even comprehend that. So yeah. so then somebody's saying something that's nowhere near that, but then that'll resonate. And that's fine because that's the thing we can't, we've got to realize that not everybody's going to like wake up or be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And then even within that, there's levels of waking up. Because the first level is just being aware of waking up, but you're not actually awake yet. You're just aware Mm -hmm. that that's a thing. And then it actually takes a long time before you start to move through the various layers of deception to start to get a real understanding. But then it's really the deception that we have for ourselves as well. The lies that we constantly tell ourselves about who we are, how proficient we are, how (laughs) non-proficient we are in certain things and, those are the levels that you need to get to it's not just like who what reptilian race runs the world or what you know yep. anything like, which is almost irrelevant because it's really that internal state of ourselves and and uh, most people are still lying to themselves constantly on a daily basis
0: no I think you're absolutely right I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other night and I said you know what's really funny is for years I've been looking at stuff that like this and I kind of figured this would happen what was happening in the world now but I actually thought a couple of years ago you know what it may not happen during my lifetime and that's fine um but I'm losing my train of thought then
1: (laughs) you mean with regards to the virus or with regards to just the mass awakening
0: well two two things the the virus and and the the agenda behind that but also the mass awakening um it's definitely gone it was a good thought too and it went off (laughs) (laughs) as long as i don't chase it because whatever you chase has always got longer legs than you
1: yeah that's right yeah it'll come back right just just if i'm saying something it's there just go oh i've got it and just yeah just go for it cool yeah (laughs) yeah, Yeah. i mean it's that time i know it's been prophesied for a long time as well because we just went through that conjunction on the 21st of december last year and um whether there's a conscious awareness of that that creates some of the um the flow on effects don't know it's too hard to say because yeah you don't know you can never tell unless there was a control and there's never a control. Yeah. We either knew about it or we didn't. It's come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, it, what it was saying was that the, oh, I was going again. That's weird. Maybe I'm not meant to say it. No, what It was the, um, the idea that I realized earlier on this year that everything that I'd been taught was a complete fabrication. It must've been because I'm reasonably bright. I'm articulate. I study well. I can draw maps out and figure how things work much like you do. And, I looked at that and I said, well, you know what I'm going to have to do here? I'm going to have to let go of everything I've learned, everything that I didn't find out myself and start again from scratch. So I set about when all this kind of lockdown nonsense started, re-educating myself. And I came to the conclusion really quickly that I actually know jack shit about anything, which I think Mm -hmm. is a really good place to sit. And I would like to keep myself there because it keeps me curious. And the other thing was that If the external world is simply a reflection of what I'm experiencing inside myself that I'm projecting to see, then the way to change that is actually to get inside me and change me. So I spend so much more time working in and on me in order to have a different manifestation outside of me, which some people can wrap their head around. A lot of people go, what are you talking about? But as you as you get further along the path, I think you start that starts to resonate. You start to really get that.
1: Yep. Absolutely. That's, that is the path. That's the, um, everything else is a distraction Yeah, and it's only once you've gone through enough distractions or stilled yourself enough already that you actually realize that that is the the path. That's actually the whole reason we're here is to, is to, is to get to that. And then that is a long journey by itself, but just getting to there in the first place is a, is a massive part of the journey of being here in this world and in this life. I think it's really important though what you're talking about because when people can start to move more to that way of being then without even having to let go or do any work on letting go the whole fear and the unsurety of being in the world and, and oh no this country is doing this now and that's going to bomb that one and there's a virus going around here and there's that yeah. no, all of it fades away it's a complete yeah, yeah unreality yeah when you uh, when you find that path to the, the you know the inner side, and then seeing everything as a reflection of that, that's just completely changes everything. And mm-hmm. then therefore, instead of being a, not, not a product of, but at the whim of what goes on in the external world, it, you flip that around yeah. and you, you become the absolute master of what is happening even in the outside world. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, some people might not fathom that and that's fine, but it's good to know that there's, it's good to know what else is out there as a, as a potentiality. Mm -hmm. or a a different way of being or a different way of perceiving, not the one's right and one's wrong or anything like that. So it's just that it's good to be aware because until you're aware of some of these things, maybe, uh, you know, it's the potentiality to actually engage in it isn't there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't know about a certain, I don't know, type of music, you've never heard classical music, you've only heard like funk or something Mm -hmm. just by being told about it and Hey, it sounds like this. and, And then you could be drawn towards a completely different yeah. experience with that and then find a new part of yourself because of what you're engaging in through the music and so many different analogies but yeah i really like where you're going with that oh one thing actually is <laughs> with that when you said that you realized that everything you would learned was probably a fabrication and fake that's mm-hmm. one of the best realizations you can come to yeah. because then you can completely lose the dogma because yeah. everything that we are indoctrinated with it puts a pattern or a program in us. And all we do is we continually run that pattern and that program. And until we become aware of that, we're not us. We're not living who or what we are. We're living that program or that pattern. So you you can go through the work of undoing and repatterning and doing reprogramming all that. But really the quick way is just to realize that all of that was a fabrication and false Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to start fresh and to be completely open. Yeah. To be completely open to life and to let life teach you, mm-hmm. and that's where the Tao came from. That's when you talk to any uh, like native, like in Australia, the Aboriginals. If you talk to them; they just said, "We just watch nature for thousands and thousands of years, and that's <laughs> yeah. how we learn." Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't try to program like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm a great person. I can do this. I deserve more money." You know, yeah. I attract all these things. They they don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. They just watch nature and they learn, yeah. and, and that's it. And that's what the Tao is about. And that's what anything like. Uh, any ancient text is just literally that it's literally all that's a program forget it and then just let nature teach me and that's that's how how they've always done it
0: yeah no that's awesome what started you on that path yourself we'll be back after a quick break welcome to the alchemy of natural healing i'm your host laurel dewey
1: Oh, I well, I think I just always had that inkling that it just wasn't right. I uh, yeah. watched my parents, so when I was really young, I just had this ability to observe what part of a person was expressing. So when somebody was saying something to me, I could see if it was coming from the core of their being or what level of persona or whatever. Okay. Uh, that it's kind of hard to explain but if you kind of if you imagine somebody side on there's I saw them in different layers and I saw one layer from back here or at the front trying to project out to the front so I could see where the communication was coming from and so I could always see when it was coming from a place of programming or I didn't know what programming was back then but I could yeah. see I could see it yeah and so um I it just led to a lot of distrust and anger Because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the answer was, but I knew that what they were doing and saying wasn't it. Mm -hmm. And they were forcing it it on me. So that was my parents, my friends, parents, my teachers. Um, I could just see it all. And it it formed a real, I just knew it wasn't it. And so as I grew older and got more rebellious, because as you become more physically able to defend yourself from Mm -hmm. attacks and also emotionally mature enough to defend yourself, from attacks mm-hmm. because that's what the persona does and the ego if you go against the tribal mind or mm-hmm. the ingrained patterns it will attack mm-hmm. it's like a defense mechanism to protect its ability to be right or uh, mm-hmm. its sense of security and safety so that you do even when you're a kid you'll get attacked physically mm-hmm. uh, emotionally or whatever even if it's unconscious on the other person's part so then as you get older you start to be able to defend yourself and you become more into your being and then you can actually uh, w- you know block that a lot more and then mm-hmm. but also find the the answers and so for me i was led down to finding deeper answers mm-hmm. because of the uh the oppression i guess you'd call it from being a kid mm-hmm. but from all sorts, all fronts mm-hmm. and at some stages though i did get sucked into it mm-hmm. i definitely did but I always came back around because it led to something it led to an injury or a health condition or um you know something that was not in line as as something that was really detracting from me mm-hmm. so then i go well what's coming why is that coming mm-hmm. and what have i been doing what am i believing what are my thought processes and then that would lead me to finding out what i had been caught up in and mm-hmm. yeah so then dropping all that but basically i guess to, the short answer is that i guess i always knew yeah. and then it just took a long time though because as you know there's a lot of veils <laughs> that we have to unmask or to to yeah. work our way behind before we find the real answers because the rest is all just, just smoke and mirrors. And yeah. if you don't have a big enough reason, yeah. like for me, I got sick enough that I had to find it and other people, Hey, they just come across it more easily, but others, they need to be tested more. They need to, uh, they need to have deeper reasons to dig and to really find. And that those are the rewards. Like you said earlier, digging in the garden with your hands for six hours, that's so rewarding. Yes. more so than just being able to go and pick a carrot straight out of the ground and, and munch on it, for example. So mm-hmm. even if you're one of those people that had to dig, it's the reward, rewards are in that mm-hmm. just from that itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's that's really interesting you say that and it's a useful, I'm not going to say skill because I don't think it's a skill. It's just, it's just something that you have to be able to do that. Uh, and one of the other things I noticed from there as well is you've learned to ask really good questions. And I was talking to a guy before because he was, he was trying. He said, "I'm looking for the answer." And I said, "What? Well, you're never going to find it." I said, "What well, you really probably should be doing." I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't. But if I was in your shoes, I would be defining better quality questions because then you will get some answers you never expected to get. And I, I was laughing before because I have a a notebook here and I do nothing but I write questions in it. And the small questions, the big questions, I never want the answer to come. I simply want to be able to define a question. And every once in a while, I'll glance back. And all the questions get answered, sometimes quickly, sometimes it takes years. But every question has been answered, provided I don't go hunting for the answer. I simply let it arrive in its own time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and it's Well, that's it.
1: why a lot of people say that the the answer is the question. Yes. The asking of the question is the answer. But yeah. like, Or the answer to anything is a question. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's an old saying. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I love that you do that. And like you said, when you don't go chasing it, that's a yeah. big part.
0: Yeah. Well, that also then ties back in with all the kind of lawful stuff and contract and equity, where you've always got to be the one answering the questions. So whatever happens, ask questions.
1: Yeah. 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 We're, and that, and that, that's yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it, it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if if you if you constantly ask questions, what do you mean by that? Why is that? Why do you think you have authority to do that? And you can have them at hand. But you come and say, well, how do you script that? And I notice you don't like scripts. I hate the damn things. That they shouldn't be there it's the mindset and where your heart sits with everything and your level of curiosity. And if you're curious, you'll be absolutely fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That curiosity is the thing that, uh, really if, I mean, that's what, for me, when I was younger, I used to go and hang out with people who were good at stuff. So Hmm. I go, I was really interested in mechanics and things. So I, I got to know a mechanic and, I just hang out with him because I give him a hand and stuff and I'd just mm-hmm. be constantly asking him questions and he'd just yeah. be like, You're really curious, aren't you? And but when you're genuinely curious too, and hopefully not to the annoying uh, level of it, it's like mm-hmm. things just come. Yes. You, you learn a lot and you soak up a lot because you're so open to the answers or to anything and to questions. Yeah. And so that curiosity is a really important part of being able to learn and yeah. and also to be a student of life. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big thing because too easily, and this is what I don't like about the system and what I was learning about it even early
0: mm-hmm.
1: was that I was doing really, really well in academic tests, mm-hmm. but I knew that I didn't know it. So mm-hmm. I knew that the whole thing of, it's a false sense of security or a false sense of knowing where you yeah. are given a certificate or given a reward. Here's your Here's your ribbon, yeah. here's your medal, here's your this. And it's like, but... You know i just i just knew it in myself but i could see in other people too i could see yes. the incompetence but they were unaware of their incompetence because they had a certificate yes. which is where they put their trust mm-hmm. and i just saw that as a completely vacuous and hollow uh, thing I just, I just there's that's not it i just knew what you know what i mean i didn't know the answer but i was just going that's not it
0: yeah
1: i just know that that's not it
0: <laughs> yeah no no you're absolutely right and that was I, I i certainly come from a similar place because i Sorry, this light, I've got, I have got. didn't set my proper light up, so I've got a stupid light and every once in a while I get too close and it blows out, it's funny. Oh yeah, right. But the, um, mainly because I didn't want you to see the mess behind me, so I'll just cover that real quick and I'll just make <laughs> it look blank so you can't see it. <laughs> the, um, it, it's, a, it's a funny thing because people, what's the word I want to use here? You're right, they, they get wrapped into this sense of security, but there are so many people, years ago, I had to help destroy a guy's company because he was ripping people off terribly. And he he'd done such a good job of compartmentalizing it. If you've ever read the book Forty Eight Laws of Power by I think it was, was it Richard or Robert Greene, that that really explains about how the system's kind of set up. And it was it was fascinating to watch how not one person in that organization that was ripping off hundreds of millions of pounds from people had any conceptual understanding of how the whole machine worked, except the one guy at the top. And it took me such a long time to unpack all that I ended up writing a piece of software to help me do it because it was so complex. But and that's the thing, ed- education, well, it's never been a bad education anyway, it's always about social order and compliance and turning you into a better slave so that you, you recognize authority and you behave yourself. But when when you really start to get a grip on what things are and how they work that changes the game because then when someone offers you some information that's clearly false, you can go just, all right, I can understand, I think where you're coming from, but just explain that to me. And that one question quite often kills it because they actually don't know. They're just repeating what they've learned. And that's not knowledge. That's nothing. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And that's why arguments, a lot of people for a long time have messaged me saying, oh, my family thinks this or my friends that they've just posted this on Facebook. What can I come back with to like, (laughs) like nail them and I'm just like you don't yeah. you don't go back with anything because you never win an argument that's the thing yeah. it's like they're only gonna parrot what they've memorized and now you're gonna parrot what I tell you to stay and it's just it's not that's not uh, how it works it's not how communication works and that's not how yeah. a any result will come it's in the asking of the questions like you just said and like you said most people can't get past one or two questions it's like yeah. oh really well how does that work or you, do you have some evidence for that? I'd like to, I'm interested in your side of it. Just show me how that works. Or show me where you got, the, and, they, and they can't. Yeah. And then they just go quiet because they've just realized that they don't have the answer. Yeah. But you also haven't like just, you know, thumbed them in the head to like, oh, yeah. see, see, you don't, you just yeah. go, okay, well, yeah. it, you know, it's just the questions do the job. You don't have to. And then they're also more receptive to anything then because you haven't then lauded that over them. See, yeah. I was right. You were wrong. You don't have to do that you ask the questions right? well how does that work I'm, I'm interested how does that actually work yeah. well um oh oh well okay well maybe we can find an answer to that um yeah. have you considered this have you considered that a pcr yeah. is not an actual test have you considered whatever and then even though wording it like that you are actually telling them have yeah. you considered that the pcr isn't a test it's just diagnostic it was never designed to uh yeah to uh, diagnose anything it was actually just there to find markers did you know that if you test something enough times you'll always get a positive did you know that that's what they're using to do these COVID tests and then do you do uh, like you know does that sound like something that and you're just asking questions but you're you're actually telling them the answer but phrasing it as a question and because you're now with them and you're both asking the question now they're a lot more receptive and they can't argue with it so they won't argue so it's just a completely different way of going about things um kind of off topic but one of my favorite songs is twinkle twinkle little star just Mm -hmm. because it's not trying to tell you what a star is the whole thing is i i wonder what you are and quite Mm -hmm. often i spend time outside at night Mm -hmm. and i look at the stars and i kind of don't care what they're made of or which constellations which and what means what it's like the wonder of asking uh, i think the wonder loses a lot of people it's lost from people as they get older they stop one that you know what i mean um, I, I think I've, the
0: system's designed to crush that in people you, i mean to school yeah, you're taught to stop living in your imagination so i made a note to myself always live in your imagination
1: yeah i love that yeah yeah, yeah. it was you funny actually, what you, it out.
0: yeah what, what it you, do you said,
1: see it in kids you see it in kids when they're they're young and they have a very very vivid imagination mm-hmm. and there's always a certain point where you see it's lost it's gone it's, yeah. it's gone from behind their eyes
0: yeah it's funny when all this started out and i worked out back in march time that it was a complete nonsense I started talking to a lot of the young kids because they were, they were clearly very frightened by what they were being told by the teachers and how you're going to kill your grandparents and all that other really diabolical stuff to stress them and cause PTSD or whatever you want to call it. And and I would get them all and say, listen, the grownups, many of the grownups, your teachers, maybe even your own parents have lost their way right now because they've been, do you believe in magic? And they went, yeah. I said, well, the magicians, the Pied Piper, whatever you want to call it, they're in this kind of trance and they can't think straight. I said, but not all of us have been affected by it. This is why you can't catch a virus. And this is how it really works. But your job is don't tell your parents if they're not open to that kind of thing. Just tell the kids at school. It'll all work out. And this is what you do. And so I kept trying to plant seeds because I kind of worked out in my head that the the middle group that were completely brainwashed and, you know, you, you see them out in a restaurant or whatever and the whole family's gone out and they're all staring at this. And I'd say to him, why did you come out? and you stay at home and look at your phone um (laughs) (laughs) but but the, the really young ones we can save because their minds are still open and they're still malleable and i thought that was important which is one of the things i want to think about in the future is 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 there a way or not is there a way how do we create some kind of educational platform to actually save them from where they're headed and being led and i think that could happen because so many schools are not having the kids back so now we've actually got a chance to create something for them
1: well, that's brilliant. And I love the way you did that with Do You Believe in Magic? Like bringing it back to the imagination yeah. is, yep. is so powerful. And I actually hadn't considered that because one of the things that me and uh, even a, a few others are currently working on, which you may want to, I don't know, get involved with or mm-hmm. like co-create something is we're actually creating a homeschool syllabus. for the mm-hmm. reason being that that is the answer. Everybody knows it. Yeah. once kids go into the system yep. within a short period of time, only a few come out of that with their minds intact the rest are indoctrinated into the system and they don't learn anything about life they don't learn about food they don't learn about cycles of nature yeah. they don't learn about relationship and uh, and love and they don't learn about why we're here yeah what we're doing how yeah. the system actually works how commerce works yeah. they don't learn any of that so yeah. that's what the homeschooling uh, program will actually teach is all of the things that it takes to become a self-realized human being yeah. and not be indoctrinated into the system but also learn about the system so you know what it is and, yep. and where, you know, so you're aware of it. You don't walk yeah. into traps. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's something we're currently working on. is no, That that, uh, that would that would be
0: awesome. So my homeschool my kids um, 25 mm. years ago um, yep. for about five years until they said we'd actually like to go to school. And it was funny because when they went to school, we went and saw the teachers and they said, we've got a problem. I was like, well, what's the problem? They said, well, the reading age is like five and six years ahead of the other kids. Yeah. And we had some structure to the day, but most of it was just explore life and let yeah. life teach you, which is how we learn. But, yeah, I mean, there's other things like teaching and mind mapping as well, how to process and gather tons of information to see how it all interacts and relates to each other, which so many people don't. I did a video about that the other day because I hadn't realized how many people don't know how to capture information and see how it all relates because they've been so far driven into the left part of their brain where they can't function because they're acting. It's like I said to a guy, if you're using half of your mind, you're a halfwit. I am not. And I said, you are, it's not, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be bad to you, but what I'm saying is that you've been taught and you have decided you will live over here. Well, only part of you lives there. And another part of you lives over here and this is where you need to explore and develop as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it'd be yeah. great to teach the kids that because they, if we do that, that's the way to break this pattern, get people to make them self-reliant and self-responsible. And if you're sick, you've made yourself sick, maybe inadvertently, but you have here's how you do this this is how the system works you're going to have to interact with it at some point the way it currently is because it's not going to go away in a heartbeat this is how you protect yourself from it this is how things really work now that's when i wanted yeah. to learn the gardening I, I started reading books and stuff and i thought i'll just go join the gardening group and go find people who've been gardening 30 40 50 years and say right what do i do yeah yeah show me that's tell it. me what tools do i need do i need tools can i use my hands i've actually bought some tools now i bought some copper tools so that they're nice and gentle on the earth as well
1: yeah nice yeah that's the way yeah Yeah, and that's the thing it's like it's all that's how i learned a lot of what i've learned because i went to college and it was just complete bollocks and so i i quit that and then the way i learned is that i i i sought out really highly proficient people in their fields and i asked them i asked if i could learn from them directly so sometimes it was me paying them their hourly rate as a consultation fee but i was just i was just sucking their brain you know i was just well that's the wrong way to put it what do you no, I'll However, say I'd, I'd go with that. <laughs> so, so, for example, I, instead of being like, oh, I have an injury or I'm sick, do me a consult. I'd pay them for their hour or even two or three hours. And I'd say, OK, well, this is what I want to learn. Teach me. Yeah. And so and through experience. So let's say I was a patient and I had this. How would we go about diagnosing? How would you palpitate or how would you work on this? Where would you go first? And then we would we would run that. And I would learn more in that in like a yeah. three-hour session with a proficient practitioner in yeah. in whatever field than I would in a whole semester of college where you never actually got to the the um, the application. Yeah. It was all rote learning of some principles that probably didn't even actually apply, yeah. and then doing a multiple choice test or a short answer test or maybe an essay. And if you get fifty percent on it, well, you pass your test. But what about the half you got wrong? What if that was vital? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Well, again, what you did there was you had a clearly defined question you wanted answering.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Asking the questions. That's, that's it. It's like, it's so key. I'm, I'm glad this, the conversation went this way because I think yeah. it's something I haven't articulated really that well over the last, however long I've been doing videos, but that is the key to everything is asking the right question yep. from a question of purity is going to, is going to bring you everything you ever needed. And yeah. a, a poorly thought out or a poorly executed or a poor intention behind a question will yeah. get you poor results. Yeah. And it's as simple as that really.
0: Yeah. Someone said to me, well, how do you know what questions to ask? And I said, well, if I don't know what question to ask, I ask myself another question, what would be a good question to ask? And I go from there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's always the question. It's yeah. Um. I mean, I used to write a lot about that. I used to say the answer to a question is not an answer. It's a question. I used yeah. to put that in a lot of things that I would write if they were blog articles or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's just, yeah, it's more true now than ever, because we, we have to ask all the time and we have to ask ourselves, not only, you know, is it does that sound right? You know, if somebody's watching the news and they're saying another million people have died from COVID-19, it's like, does that sound right? Like, is that real? Is that a real figure? Yeah. You know, how would they have got to that figure? Yeah. You know, Is there a chance that they're making something up or? you know is there you know is there counter evidence for example just questions as opposed to oh yep that's it that's the answer yeah. and then to ask yourself am i believing this do i have a reason what reason do i have to believe this what part of me wants to believe it yeah. you know can i come up with a different reality do i live in a different reality who am you know who am i yeah all these questions it's actually said that if you ask five questions you are only ever five questions away from self-realization or enlightenment okay and and those questions are um you know, well, I want to do this, or I'm this, or I feel like that. And the question is, why? Well, because of this, that, and the other. Well, but why is that? And mm-hmm. then if you ask that, you most people can't get past asking it three times. And I think if you can get to five, you, you, you've gone down so many levels that you end up at a self-realization moment. And it's yeah. literally just that question of why, or why is that? Yeah. And it'll stop the mind.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's, that's there's a couple of things you've, you've mentioned there, which I think are important. Number one is stopping your mind. And that's why I always encourage people, if, you, if you've if you never tried any meditation, if you've got a busy mind, you might want to give it a try, because that leads to some interesting places. Mm-hmm. And the other point was, you, you talked about thinking for the answers. And one of the things I've learned to do over the years is not to think as much for the answers, but to feel my way to the answer and to pay attention to the sensations and my emotions, to use them. So rather than get trapped in here, which is where the system wants you trapped. To You know, because you've got brain cells around your heart and your gut is to learn to pay attention to everything that's going on, like trust your gut instinct all the time and also see what questions arise from there. And all of a sudden your experience gets better. And one of the things I've noticed about this this technocracy or this machine world that we've ended up in that we've obviously we're here for a reason to dismantle it, which is great is that it wants you to go really, really, really fast. And what I've learned to do over the years is the faster I feel like I'm getting drawn along is to put the brakes on and to stop and to breathe. And the more I feel like being rushed, I will come to a complete standstill and wait for the answers and just stand there and wait and wait and wait, because that way you start to pay attention to what you're being distracted from.
1: Absolutely, some of the best advice anyone can be given right there. It's uh. That's in a lot of Taoist texts too, is to wait. If you don't know, if you're not sure of something, you yeah. can't think it or feel it, just wait. Yeah. Because you never, unless unless it's like there's a tidal wave coming at you're a lava flow. Yeah. And then then your instinct will make you run. You don't have to think to run or feel yeah. to run. Your instinct will just go. That's so right. there's never really a point at which you don't have the time except for what we make up, the stories in our mind. Yeah. We always have the ability to just, just to wait, just stop and wait, take yeah. a breath. We always do. And like you said, the mind—that's the mind—is a big trap. The yep. mind has—it uh, seems like it has no end, but it has a definitive end. And it's not the intelligence, like you said. The intelligence is in our feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in our intuition. And a, an example that I quite often give to people is that uh, because a lot of people say, "Well, I tried trusting my gut, and it was wrong," <laughs> and, I say, and I always say, "Yeah, but was it wrong? Yep. You know, or it's a question: Are you sure it was wrong? How do you know it was wrong? Yep. For example." Uh, I know, I know somebody that, um, they wanted to know what car to get. Cause I just happened to know about cars. I've, I've just, I was interested in cars for, from a young age. And so I, I got to I'm
0: know. The same. my build things, strip things, fix things, break yeah. things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just, I just kind of know cars. So if somebody wants to, Hey, I'm thinking of getting a new car, I don't know where to start. And then, so you start asking questions, well, what do you want out of a car? What do you, I was thinking of getting a but you know, you don't want that. Like, do you want reliability? don't <laughs> you know? get this kind of car, you know, yeah. you know what ones work and what ones don't. Yeah. And so uh, I just said, well, look, just go with your gut. It came down to like a choice of two or three cars and they are going, well, which one's the best? Do I go on the kilometers? Do I go on the, you know, the, the price of this? I said, well, look, just go with your gut. Which one feels like the right one. Yeah. And they, they got it. They got the one they thought. And then a month later, they it blew a timing belt. And, you know, that's an expensive oh, yeah. fixed top end rebuild or, yeah. or a motor swap. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my gut was wrong. And, and that's like, whoa, 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 wait, how do you know that? Like, you don't know that this was the experience you were being led to because it led you to meeting this mechanic or this. Like, you don't know what the sequence yeah. of events is. And when you keep trusting the intuition and keep feeling and yeah. keep living in the intelligence, it is leading you to the right place or the yeah. answer, yeah. but it might not be a direct thing. And something that comes up as a challenge that you see as negative, but to the higher self is just an experience, is not positive or negative, yeah. then you are being led. And if you continue to trust and to feel into it, yeah. you are finding the way. It's, it's leading you down that path. You've, you're in that flow of the intelligence. And then when they thought about that, they were actually right because they actually met the person that they married. As a result of the car blowing its, uh, do it, yeah. you know, yeah. blowing its timing belt, and w- without that happening, so they chose the right car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they chose the right car because it led them to that experience that they were meant to come into. But yeah. they were fixated in their mind on that cost me a grand. Yeah, that timing belt.
0: <laughs> well, I think one of the other problems, Tom, is that people people do like the medical industry does, which is when you have a problem, say, with your arm, they now treat your arm as a completely separate thing to you. Yeah. And they don't understand this interconnected nature of everything. And the fact that in nature, as far as I can tell, there's really no straight lines. So that quite often the the route that you're going to take shouldn't be a direct route. Someone always laughs at me because I drive really fast off the highway, but I drive really slow on the highway because I don't like them. But but to me, I go off the highway anyway because everyone says, I just need to get there. And I said, no, I, I spent years of my life traveling around the planet doing all this business stuff. And I was completely miserable and I wasn't well, and I wasn't having a good time. I made a lot of money, but it meant nothing. But what I learned was that you're never actually going to arrive and everything is in the journey. So why don't you slow down a lot, take your foot off the gas and really enjoy the journey, no matter where it takes you, because it's always taking you in the right direction. I, I, I won't talk about it on here, but maybe privately with you sometime. I had some pretty serious events in my life that took me to the point that enabled me to become who I've become and the, and the direction, like the harsh lessons. And they all came very quickly and very hard, which just basically blew my brains out. But it allowed me then to focus in on me and say, right, if I'm going to survive this without my mind being completely lost, I'm going to have to get in and fix me. And I'm for me, someone said it must have been awful. And I said, well, it wasn't pleasant to experience, but it was absolutely the single best thing that ever happened in my entire life because it's enabled me to get off that hamster wheel and start to figure out who the fuck I am or what I'm doing here. And so it's, it's hugely important to trust all that and to trust wherever the direction goes. So like when things start to go wrong now, I get excited because I think this is fantastic. I'm gonna learn something because I don't know where I'm going.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that old expression, if you wanna make God laugh, tell him you have a plan. Absolutely. <laughs> not going to go the way you think it's going to go. or well, It's uh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, it's, that's the beauty of it. That's the thing. I think we we're talking about that earlier is that's that inner side yeah. that yeah. you started talking about, because then when you have that trust, it's, it's a trust in a higher source, but it's also that trust in yourself. Yeah. And that is part of that inner journey. We're not trying to think our way through life. I'll be yeah. here. Then in the next year I'll buy this. And then the next year after that, I'll have this much stuff or whatever, or I'll be married by now or whatever the societal markers of success or you're doing the right thing no i i I
0: tried that and that's just a recipe for disaster yeah yeah
1: so then it becomes more feeling into the rhythm of things and that is you that's your essence and then that's when you're alive you really no matter what even if you don't have anything material, you're alive. And that's the whole point of being here, mm-hmm. as opposed to being like you probably attest yourself, a shell of a human. You're not actually alive, yeah. but you're you're, uh, you're attaining all of these things that society said was the right things to have or do.
0: Yeah, well, I was laughing before I was chatting with a pal of mine. I said, you know what's really funny in my life right now? I make less in a month than I used to make in a day 25 years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I feel much more settled planted grounded and i have much more in my life that's of more value to me not stuff mm-hmm. and it, it's 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 a really interesting place. one of the questions i wanted to ask you actually and just to talk about for a minute as well one of the things i notice people doing wrong when they're researching maybe not wrong it's just the way they're going about it but i think it's incorrect and you yeah. see a lot of it in the so-called uh scientism we're witnessing right now that we should trust the scientists and it's not really science what they're practicing anyway yeah. is that they they get a a theory an idea and then they try and wrap all the supporting evidence around that to support the theory instead of observing what's happening in and around their life and then making the hypothesis from that and seeing if then they can find the evidence to support the hypothesis what they're witnessing so they're going about it back to front
1: yeah yeah that's the confirmation bias as well and most people start with that they don't start with the question because the built into any hypothesis should be if it's a valid scientific test for example is that is there evidence to the contrary? Like I think this will happen if I put this here. This is what I'm postulating. But I also have to build into that could that be wrong? And what else could happen as a result of what you know it's just and that's just missing from your mainstream science which as you said isn't science it's just uh it's marketing is what yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Well it's it's pantomime, it's theater, that's all it is.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what it is for most people. When I said earlier, most people are lying to themselves daily. It's pantomime and it's theater because we're telling ourselves these things to make us feel a certain way, but it's it's yeah. it's literally just an act. Yeah. And the, the moment we can start being real with ourselves, you know what's when somebody's wrong or when somebody's honest about something, that's when there's no kickback. There's no negative energy come back. It's only when you're defending or lying about something. Yeah. For example, if I say to you, like, oh no, I like using the phone because it's definitely not harmful. It's just, it's like, I'm lying. I even know it. But if I say, look, I know it's harmful. I know these are made by slaves, but I just I just want to use the phone. It's what, it, it makes me happy. It's like, you, you can't really argue with that. Yep. If somebody's being honest about on every level, you yep. can't actually really argue with it. But as soon as they start lying to themselves, first and foremost, yep. immediately there's conflict. Yep. So unconsciously, if people are getting into arguments and things a lot probably you might be lying to yourself yeah. and that's why there's conflict in uh in the world
0: What's yeah. well it's being expressed because you it's you, you you're like a for one of a better thing you're a tv set or a radio station you're tuned into that frequency so you can experience that reality so if you're watching say we have channel four and bbc and all the rest so you're watching channel four if you're not tuned to bbc it's still out there you just don't pick it up you don't receive it so if they're yep. tuned to that frequency of conflict, and I, I realized that when I, I went out through a really dark period in my life, all the shit I was thinking about that I didn't want to happen was happening because I was in and around that frequency. And once I let go of that, it's like when I started to learn much more about the the common law and then contracts and equity and all the rest of it, the better you get at that, sure, you get the other thing that comes at you, but because you're no longer of that frequency of of conflict you get so little conflict that comes to you because you're not you're not you just you're not there with it you see you can't even see it it doesn't come to you it pushes past you you don't notice it things get averted at the last second that you think well, how did that happen i don't know but it doesn't matter because you you are now on a completely different trajectory and you will have a different experience from that
1: yeah you sure will I which actually comes back to
0: self-responsibility that. so
1: yeah it is it is and do you have any good resources in the uk for people that want to learn about? Uh, like commerce, equity, common law, because I keep getting asked and I just say, well, I know the Australian, I know where I learned, but doesn't always have a complete carryover to the UK because just different. I mean, the principles of commerce and equity do, but just how yeah. you would go about certain smaller things. Are there any resources that you could share?
0: Yeah, I will do. Yeah, I mean, what, what we have the common law court and they're quite interesting, but they're still trying to tell everyone that Magna Carta is the answer and all the rest of it. And I, I've spoken to yeah. him and said... It has its place but with most people you really want to go somewhere else um robert of observation deck he's getting a lot better at that and he does some really good content and there's another guy called david who's the people's lawyer who i came across in an interview the other day and he seems to be very very switched on to stuff and i should be interviewing him i've got a call with him tomorrow morning to set up a time to do that
1: Okay. Um, cool. So as,
0: as I get more of that, I'll send you an email with some links on it. And I asked you the question before with the education thing. Yeah, I'd love to speak more about you and see what we can co-create on that. One of the things that I've really been thinking was that the I've made a lot of videos, but I'm conscious that people don't have time to watch the videos all the way through. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I've been thinking a lot about podcasts. And when I started to do some research, Pat Flynn seems to be the guy. who's had like 65 million downloads. So I always try and go, who's got the fruit on the tree that I can learn from like you were talking about before? And that we one of the things I'm going to start doing more is to create not just the video content, but to create podcasts that can people can then take with them when they, you know, they're shopping, they're walking around, when they're cooking, they're doing their thing so they can get more because they digest so much more of the content. I noticed that on a podcast, whereas my my videos, are long form videos, they may get 15, 20, 25 minutes of an average view, which is good. But on a podcast, the whole thing gets digested. Mm-hmm. because people can can take it so that may be something that's useful for the children as well that that kind of long-term content that doesn't get lost one of the other things I keep saying to people as well as we have also got to come up with some ways of making this paper-based again because the digital stuff how do you trust it how do you know it's not been conflicted deleted changed modified infected you know I, I still love books especially more so now with everything that's going on
1: yeah, me too. Yeah. I um, well, I mean, that would be it would be an online resource for the videos and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. also, yeah, text as well. It, yeah. it just has to be because I think it's really important. First of all, it's an important skill because mm. you express a lot. You don't express a lot while you're doing this. Nope. It's very ones and zerosy. But there's a lot of expression. We all have different handwriting, for example, yeah. but we don't we all have the exact same typing. Yes, do you know what I mean?
0: That's all part of this. They want us to be one homogenous mass that they can manage. Yeah, they don't want the expression. But you're right. That's why. That's why I do the mind maps and stuff. I have a whole books and books and books full of them, because that that's an expressive thing and it's a very unique thing. Everyone's maps different, but you can pack information in and it's. But it's also that connection. It's all too easy. I I may rattle stuff off quickly on the screens because I'm capturing tons of information, and you can move stuff around. Whereas when you're interacting with a sheet of paper. Once you've committed the pen to that, you can't really move it around. So you end up thinking a lot more about what you're actually doing and what you want to connect with. Because I noticed the reason I went back to the paper ones only just a few months ago was that I was noticing that my retention, I knew where to get it and it was stored on my system, but my retention of the concept and my integration with other concepts was falling down because I simply wasn't as connected with the information and trying to figure out how am I going to write this down very, very simply so I haven't got to worry about making too much of a mess how do i do that and that then i suddenly thought shit i'm actually doing myself a disservice i need to get back to all the manual stuff more so yeah. than ever now
1: yeah and not only is it more expressive in ways that that's that is by itself is one of the most important reasons anyway yeah. but having too much contact with all of this stuff hands on uh, electronic devices there is so much electromagnetic magnetic radiation that's coming off of a yeah so you gotta you gotta use stuff like that and yeah but but i mean but to the point where you you gotta use that or be distance like i always use a and uh i plug a usb connected mouse and keyboard into my laptop and it's more than a meter away from me and i type on something that says less but even still uh you want to minimize that as well so while online learning has a big role to play yep um in this present point in time it's i think it's real purpose is to get people in to move them back to more hand-based you know yes. touch real tact tactility and feeling and being in the earth more and, and all that so it's yeah. it's useful but i think it's something that we're going to use to move away from
0: I well, i'd agree with that 100 percent. i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i was saying you know we will we can't we can't move like that because people aren't ready for that but you can move them away so that these become the tools that we need to get to when we need to get to them the rest of the time. Because people seem to think all the magic, all the things that we can do come from all this equipment and it's got nothing to do with it. All the magic has been forgotten. Everything, you know, the telekinesis, everything has gone because we've simply forgotten how to do it. But some of us are starting to remember it and wake up to it. The aboriginals and stuff know all about it. Yeah. you know they haven't forgotten so it's, it's about getting people to say look you don't get magic by connecting your brain into the internet you get controlled you get magic by remembering who you are and that that to me is what this life journey is all about it's not about learning anything new it's about remembering what we've forgotten on the way
1: mm-hmm. yeah Sorry. totally yeah it's remembering who we are and yeah. the other thing that i think because I've spoken to people about this and they get a little bit like, Oh, but I'm 40 or I'm 50. And I lost my way a long time ago. I don't have the time left to remember who I am, but they don't realize that it's instantaneous because yep. what gets switched off is just part of our, our gene code. Mm-hmm. It's in our DNA. It's that's what epigenetics is. It's essentially our response to the environment. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we remember it gets switched back on, yep. now, it might not give you those abilities like, to full effect right away but you can when you remember and it's switched back on then it's on it's literally like a light switch on off on off it's not like and and so it's really it does take extra work you know you can't just keep eating mcdonald's and drinking (laughs) and smoking and and expect to function like that because it doesn't work that way because those codes are actually very much uh, affected by the light that we're exposed to, the thoughts we think and the food and water, the energetics that enter our body. And so, yeah, you can't just go living completely against nature's laws and have high levels of telekinesis or extrasensory perception or Mm -hmm. psychic abilities or whatever else. Mm -hmm. However, you can definitely support that and have it switched back on the closer you can get back to your symbiotic relationship with nature, which means the light sources you're exposed to, yep. you know, uh, living within nature's cycles, living within nature's laws, being mm-hmm. very conscious of what you're doing and putting into your body, the way you move, yep. the way you think and just the way you are being. It's yep. your being that that does that. Funnily enough, my friend who's just moved in down the road, who was one of the guys that I hired actually years ago to teach me about certain principles. Mm-hmm. He's got two kids and one of them, we were talking about it yesterday because they came around to, they're at my front gate. And one of the kids is doing this. Mm-hmm. He's just doing this a lot. And he doesn't speak. This kid can't speak. Uh, he's nearly two and he can't. Um, oh, he's over, whatever he is. No, he's more than two. Yeah, he's like four or something. He, he doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's explained that what he's doing to his parents, because his parents are very switched on, is he's actually moving around some of the elements in the ether. He, he explains them as what looks like parachutes and things and mm-hmm. lights. And what he's explaining is some of the the, uh, the patterns or the structure that's within the ether that that comes to, we see as this physical structure. Mm-hmm. And his dad was telling me that um, he used to do stuff like he'd, be, he'd do this to you, mm-hmm. like when, because he can't speak. And it's like, he's moving, well, he knows he can move stuff with his mind. Mm-hmm. So the whole telekinesis thing is he can move. I'm not sure he's actually proven yet that he can move physical objects, but he knows. He's not forgotten that that Mm -hmm. is an ability. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing. And like you, I see it in kids a lot, but I see it as a potentiality. I've seen it in the eyes because I knew when I was a kid, I didn't know it, know it. I know it now in hindsight that I was more advanced than my parents. Mm -hmm. And I see in the eyes of kids these days, I go, you're more advanced than me. I just know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's almost like nature continues to up its game in order to as an antidote, maybe to the system that humans created, whatever it is, it's like constantly putting in this potentiality in, in new kids coming through, but it's only that because any potentiality can be nurtured or it can just be like forgotten. And so the more they get into Facebook and junk food and all this kind of crap that the world offers that potentiality to be a fully self-realized being that can do whatever that maybe we can't do. It's not realized at all. Well, that's or, I think
0: it's so important to grab the kids while they're still close to that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So people who can educate the right way to keep the imagination alive and to remember the abilities and to nurture the abilities, yeah. then that's the thing that's going to, the system won't even be a thing yeah. within a short, a short generation. If yeah. those kids are nurtured.
0: It was funny, you know, we've, uh, we've got a our first grandchild arrived about a month back and um, we were around to first see him because the way this stupid lockdown works, they had to go into England because otherwise the father wouldn't have been allowed in the hospital for the birth, which is just a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when, when when he came home, it was funny because I, I had one of those just amazing nonverbal communications eyes only looking at the child. I know they can't focus properly or anything, but he went completely quiet. And I said so much to him about what I want to teach him, but I said, but more importantly, because you're so fresh and new, you have so much I want access to, to learn from you that I can't remember right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm glad I didn't explain that to parents because
1: maybe they might not have got it. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that great? I love it because I've said this in other interviews where um, if parents only just made the shift in perspective that you're not there to like control your kid, you're there to learn from your kid. Your kid comes through you, not from you, you and they're there to teach you. Yeah, more than you're there to teach the kid, you're just there to keep it safe and make sure it can grow up. Yeah, but be aware that they may very well be the actual answer to everything that you ever wanted to, yeah, to know. And and but most parents that just say that no, you're mine. I'm smarter than you. I'm older than you. I <laughs> you do what I do, and it's really just you repeat my patterns. That's what it is. It's yeah. like I've grown up with these patterns, therefore that's my sense of reality, safety, and security, and I'm right. And yeah. you repeat. You know, it's just, it's not, not how it should work.
0: Well, I think you're absolutely right. One of the things I said to a guy recently was he said, you know, I've got 60 years experience and I went, have you really? I said, "Or have yeah. you had 50 years of the same experience over and over again? Yeah. He had no yeah, answer we used to, to say, that either.
1: <laughs> no, well, we used to say that too, um So when I started, I was an advanced driving instructor and I started doing that when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And quite often you get, you know, 40, 50 year old guys come to the courses and they just go, who's this? kid i don't want to learn from a kid i've got like 25 years of driving experience and then the older guys who are the other instructors they go well do you or do you have that first six months of being a learner repeated for the you know repeated 40 times yeah and they go "Mm."
0: (laughs) (laughs) which comes back to questions again yeah Now, you you could, and I think I might have to do a video about questions because it's so important to get that mindset in people to ask the right questions, not just of the world, but of themselves. Because if you ask yourself the right questions, your relationship to what's going on outside will change massively.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think you should do that. And when you should send it to me and I'll share it as well.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Yeah. The, um, I suspect you and I could talk for a long time, but I'm respectful of your day as well. Is there anything that you'd like to finish off with? Can people reach out to you? How do they get hold of you? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I've got that site. I've had a site in the works for months now. Uh, the reason it's taking so long is because there's so many things keep getting pulled. Mm-hmm. And like sites that, yeah, yeah, no, this is secure. Nobody can pull it down. And it's like, ben, ben, <laughs> everyone, they're gone. Like yeah. Owen Benjamin recently, who I've done a stream with, he was on DLive. And DLive were really good. He was one of their highest paid, um, highest earning customers sort of thing. And then all of a sudden they pulled his DLive. Yeah. And that was meant to be, uh, you know, a completely, that was supposed to be safe. DLive mm-hmm. was meant to be safe. Mm-hmm. they pulled on Benjamin and he's never ever done anything that would go against their guidelines, like hate speech or this or that. Mm-hmm. He actually actively campaigns against that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so we've just been in the works. We've got one that we're, in, we're like getting the agreement with now, but anyway, long story short, that site's called tombarnett.tv and mm-hmm. people can go to it now. It's just a landing page and go onto the mailing list. And then that way you'll get a notification when mm-hmm. it goes up. But what that's going to do is host, all of the content that gets pulled off of YouTube and mm-hmm. uh, everywhere else that I am surprised I'm still on Facebook and YouTube because people who do way less stuff than me have already lost their accounts. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you yeah, know, I, I
0: deleted been, 160 of my videos on YouTube because you no, I did. They, they, deleted, oh, did they deleted 17 and I'd said to myself, right. Cause I'm, I'm, one of, one of the things I'm quite good at is, is I, I can look and see what's coming down the track and wait for it and just lay in wait, if you will, because I've learned how to yeah. do that by getting run over a load of times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would said to myself, right, I've, I've already had a warning. Now I've had a strike. When I get the second strike, I need to be careful. And that came in at 11 o'clock at night. And within an hour, two, one or two other videos got pulled that were months old. And I thought, right, what they're going to try and do now is kill me. And I've got a reasonable number of subscribers. I don't want to lose contact with them. So I sat yeah. there for the next hour and a half and deleted 160 videos. Mm-hmm. And now the strike's yeah. gone off and I'm about to lose the second strike. But, yeah, so, yeah, the, we, we do need to do more of that. You said something in a video the other day, which was really powerful, that if everyone moved on mass to a mm. different platform, because I said to someone, you know, I don't see why we can't, I know you can't create what they've done because it costs too much money, but why yeah. can't there be an open source platform that everyone benefits from that no one controls?
1: Yeah, there is, there are people working on that sort of stuff. And that's mm-hmm. where even locally around where I am, there's guys that are, that are doing that mm-hmm. uh, I'll keep you posted on that sort of stuff just Thank by you. email, I guess I'll, uh, I'll let you know what they're doing. Cause you've got, you've got some know-how with that too. You know, you, you do programming and coding. So uh, it's, they could mine, tell you.
0: mine's a little different. I don't, I don't do stuff that goes on the internet per se. I design very okay. bespoke systems for businesses. Uh, using an right. old, file make, old file maker, which is an old Clarice product or an old Apple product. But I know how to structure things. And, I, and I've got a, a good kind of knowing of how things work. Plus, I've got access to a great friend of mine called Dave, who's just he and I have designed stuff that the BBC wanted offers. They can figure out how to do it. And I said, well, you can pay or you can't have it. And they said, well, we're the BBC. And I said, well, I guess you won't be having it. And then walked out of their office, um, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't go down well. But yeah I, yeah, I can certainly look at that. Yeah. I, one of the other things too, if you're open at some point in the future, I'd love to have a conversation about health with you. Um, yeah, for sure. You, you've got your views. I've got similar, but a different perspective on the same subject. Because what I want to do on my, on my podcast, my interviews is to really deliver value, to stop looking at the problems, is to say, well, where are the solutions? Much like we've talked about all the way through tonight, which has been just amazing and gone in a whole different direction than I thought it would. But it's been of extraordinary value, which is what happens if you simply let things evolve as they should.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to do a health one with you. Yeah, because that's a thing. And I say it to people too. They go, they hear me talk about some things on live streams, and then they go, "Oh, so is eating the raw, is eating raw meat the best thing?" And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's like in certain situations, yeah, but you can't just. You've, it's everything is so, every everything has its place. Or yeah. to quote like an, another ancient is uh, <laughs> that are always our way. It's like, there's a place for every kind yep. of facet. Everything can be healthy in the right context yep. and the healthiest thing in the wrong context can be completely unhealthy. Yeah. So it's definitely a good conversation to have, especially if we can delve into the, you know, some of the solutions and and not just scare people about, Oh my God, I can't eat anything now or I can't do anything. Do I get up and do I breathe or do I stay out of the sun? <laughs> do I go in the sun? <laughs> you know, do I have cold water or hot water? What's the guy? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'd be a great one to do. We should do that. Well, anytime you want, just let me know. Yeah, on no, I,
0: I appreciate that. Cause I, I wrote a book about health and everyone said, oh, it's a great book. And I said, yeah, but it's not a book. I didn't write a book for you to read it, to get the answers. I simply wrote down everything I knew. So I didn't forget. Yeah. You're welcome to read it. But I'm not telling you what to do. It's like someone called me today for some advice. They said, right, first and foremost, I will not tell you what to do. But what I will do is I will tell you if I was in your shoes from the eyes and the viewpoint that I have in my life, I would be looking in these areas but don't take anything from me because I'm lying. You figure it out for yourself with those pointers, which he he thought was really strange, but it's the way to do it.
1: Yeah. And it's a self-responsibility, which is always leading to, it's just the inspiration to to do it sometimes, but we'll do that. And I'm sure you already know to do this, but while putting this video up, which I'll do as well, you just, you just bounce the audio out as audio only and put that up as a podcast. So every interview that you've done as a video, you can also put up as a podcast.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. What I wanted to do as well is is do like I I do with everything which was study. it. So I've spent four days studying it to figure out how to do the audio editing, because I taught myself how to do video and lighting and sound. I've learned a lot more about sound. There's a few different mics I want to pick up. So I'm searching around now for some cheap secondhand ones, just to enhance the audio so that it actually becomes a a richer experience. Because one of the things I don't want to do with people is them going, that's hard to listen to. I want them to forget me. And I want them to have the information.
1: Yeah, great. Well, there's, um, yeah, well, look, a lot of programs now have inbuilt mastering and basically you just need compression EQ and maybe, uh, some kind of filter, like a a noise reduction. Yeah. And then there's even an app that my friend, he started a podcast and it takes out pauses and arms. Yeah. So uh, audacity. Yeah. It's what, sorry.
0: It's called audacity. You can tell it to take, well, not the pause and arms. You can take the pauses out the arms. I don't know if you can do with that.
1: Yeah, no, Audacity won't do it. It's a specific app, but Audacity okay. is really good to, um, yeah. to uh, edit in. Yeah, but it's there's a lot that can do that. There's a lot these days where you can literally just push a button and it just kind of like thickens everything up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's good to learn what it's doing as well. Like anything, you know, like I'm like that. I don't like to just let a system do it <laughs> for me without me knowing yeah. what it's doing. It's like yeah. you can you can put a photo filter on something in Photoshop or Lightroom, for example. But I'm like, no, but... I want to know how to edit the photo. I want to know how to bring out yeah. these elements or to yeah. get that color yeah. because it's actually not that rewarding just chucking a filter on something no. or doing a podcast and then just going, just sticking that up for me, computer. Like yeah. you don't, you kind of want to know like what's it doing and why? Yeah. And then that's a richer experience for you. And then I think the listeners pick up on that on some really subtle level, yeah. you've, put, you've created it yourself yeah. and then the listeners feel that.
0: I think to do that, that interview I did with Dawn and David of um, what really makes you well, not only did we have Zoom cut out and Skype cut out, but the final audio that I got back from Skype had loads of buzzes and echoes in it, which mm-hmm. is why I was like, well, I've got no idea. I couldn't actually listen to it. So I spent six hours learning how to clean it up. It's not great, but it's at the point now where you can actually listen to it without going, I can't pay attention to this. Yeah, great. But, it, but it, it's extraordinarily rewarding. you know, and, that, and that's one of the things I love doing is to take... I love impossible problems, seemingly impossible ones, because nothing's impossible. And if you just let your mind and your body float with it for how long it takes, a day, a week, a month, a year, I've just solved a problem I've been working on for 18 years in the background because I simply won't let go. And if and if we did more of that, more things would happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think, I mean, that's all I'd leave on myself, is that um is literally that. Like there's no, there's no such thing as not being able to do something. It's only like quitting. And there's no such thing as the impossible because it's only what you can or can't imagine. Yeah. And this is just everything we've spoken about really relates to that. It's, it's taking responsibility for yourself, but it's because you're involved in your own self journey and then you're completely not, you know, perturbed by what's going on out there, which is an offer of a narrative that you either buy into or you don't. So just create your own. That's, that's as simple as it is for me.
0: Yeah. Brother, that has been one amazing conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. We'll definitely do it again.
0: Superb. Take care of yourself, buddy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.